This is episode 479 of the AWS podcast, released on October 17th, 2021. G'day everyone, Simon here with a quick pre-podcast message. Episode number 500 of the AWS podcast is coming up. We have a very special episode planned for you with lots of special guests, but we'd love to hear from you. If you would like to contribute some audio to share, maybe your perspective on the podcast, um, how you've used it, etc., we'd love to hear from you. If you visit adibus.amazon.com/podcast/adibus-podcast, you can see there's a button on that page, and it says "Submit Questions and Feedback." This lets you upload your own audio to us. So we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note, and we'd love to include you in the episode. Keep on building. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. I'm Alicia here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by not one, but two very special guests. First, I'm joined by Jackson West, who's a software development manager for EKS Anywhere here at AWS. Welcome to the podcast, Jackson. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here. And I'm also joined by Vipin Mohan, who is the principal product manager for EKS Anywhere. G'day, Vipin. How are you doing? Hi, Simon. Thank you for having me. Great to be on the show. Uh, pleasure. Now, the more astute of you amongst you will know, <laughs> clearly we're going to be talking about EKS anywhere today. And this is something I know a lot of folks have been excited to have available to them. So what we're going to do is start at the basics and then get into the detail. So Vipin, maybe let me start with you. What is Amazon EKS Anywhere? Yeah, uh, Amazon EKS Anywhere is an open source deployment option for Amazon EKS. And that allows customers to create and operate Kubernetes clusters on-premises. And customers can get optional support that is offered by AWS. Uh, currently, customers need a VMware vSphere environment, but we are continuing to work backwards from our customers and uh, off, uh, looking to offer support for bare metal deployments. As many of our listeners may know, Kubernetes is open source software for automating deployment, scaling, and management of containerized applications. And Amazon EKS is a managed Kubernetes service to run Kubernetes on the AWS cloud. Now with Amazon EKS Anywhere, customers get a installable software package for creating and operating Kubernetes clusters on premises. And these clusters are based on something called Amazon EKS Distro, which we can talk about later. And basically, you know, they get the same Kubernetes distribution that is used by Amazon EKS on the cloud. So there's consistency of operations between the Kubernetes workloads they're running on the cloud as well as on-prem. And with Amazon EKS Anywhere, customers can simplify their creation and operation of on-prem Kubernetes clusters uh, and automate cluster management so that you know, they can overall reduce their support costs and avoid the overhead of having to maintain multiple open source and third-party tools. Uh, so Let, let's, addition, dive into that. Yeah. let's dive into that a little bit more because I think you know it's interesting when we think about EKS anywhere. Is you know my first thought is well, why why do we need it? You know if I can run uh, EKS on AWS, then that solves all my problems. But clearly, customers have been telling us they need something. Um, what are some of the, the challenges and use cases they've said? Hey, this would fit really well for us. Yeah. So so you know the use case that Amazon EKS is addressing is running Kubernetes on premises. Uh, so a number of our customers told us that you know they have existing investments in hardware on-prem and in their data centers that they want to leverage. Other customers told us that you know they have regulatory or governance requirements that define where they can actually deploy their workloads. Even others told us that you know they want options to run compute and Kubernetes on infrastructure that is closer 
to their end customers. You know, this could be for latency sensitive use cases or, you know, physical proximity to their end customers and so on. Uh, so some of the challenges, like, like you asked, were number one is, you know, the goal of EKS Anywhere is to simplify on-premises Kubernetes management. So EKS Anywhere helps simplify the creation and operation of on-prem Kubernetes clusters. And we provide default tooling and component configurations that help with uh, automating cluster management. The second thing you know, is customers get a consistent and reliable experience with managing Kubernetes. And essentially, you know, they get tooling that's consistent with Amazon EKS on the cloud. So EKS Anywhere basically builds on the strengths of Amazon EKS Distro and provides an open source software that's up-to-date, patched, secure, so that customers can have a Kubernetes environment on-prem and you know, they don't have to do the undifferentiated heavy lifting of having to maintain in-house you know, Kubernetes distributions and offerings. That's a big deal, Vipin, just on that one, because I think, um, you know, often when I talk to customers who are running Kubernetes, one of the big things they say is, you know, they, they, they really like what they get from it, but they've got to hire folks to run it. Like, there's a, there's a whole discipline around maintaining that environment. And I guess that's where EKS on AWS and then EKS Anywhere tries to, to reduce that overhead, doesn't it? Exactly. So, you know, they get tooling bundled out of the box. Specifically, you know, they get uh, operating systems. Uh, we have an option for Bottle Rocket or Ubuntu. They get a networking plugin, a CNI plugin with Cilium, and they also get a Flux controller for GitOps operations. And remember, all of these are open source, and you know it's all upstream, so customers can continue to leverage the entire open source uh, stack. And you know, like you mentioned, uh, they don't have to hire additional resources if they need support. You know, they have AWS; so they, they can leverage AWS as the one-stop support for all of the EKS Anywhere components that we are bundling, including the third-party software that I talked about just now. So essentially, customers can reduce their support costs and avoid maintenance, you know, of redundant third-party uh, and open-source tooling. It's it's, it's important because you know, ultimately, if it's a platform, someone has to run it, um, and then someone has to fix it and patch it. So we're trying to make that a bit easier. But let's exactly. let's talk let's talk about where the the rubber hits the road, or maybe where the bits hit the metal. Jackson, what platforms and operating systems can you run with EKS anyway? Yeah, I know. Vipin sort of said earlier, so currently we support vSphere uh, as our infrastructure provider. Vipin already said we pre-announced that we will have bare metal coming in the future. And we're also open to others, right? Like we, uh, everything that we're doing with EKS Anywhere is open source. And so we're tracking customer requests or user requests in GitHub. And so if there are other infrastructure providers that people might be interested in, we're always open to kind of you know, track that and try to understand what infrastructure needs people have. As far as operating systems, currently it's uh, Ubuntu and Bottle Rocket, which Dippin also mentioned. But just a little bit about Bottle Rocket for people who don't know. Yeah. Bottle Rocket is Amazon's open source, uh, like container driven OS. And so what's really cool about that is it's kept pretty lean for security, right? So they don't include a whole bunch of additional fluff in the OS. It's not like most OSs to keep it to keep it so that it's a kind of a tight package that they control very closely and 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 it's more secure as far as updates go and whatnot. And people are using that. We have a lot of customers using that in the in the cloud already with EKS. So that's a, that's our second operating system for EKS anywhere. Yeah, and we also... And I've, and I've heard just with that, yeah. that Bottle Rocket thing, I've, I've heard a lot of customers be pretty chuffed and excited about what it does because, again, it just reduces that surface area of concern from a security perspective and just from an operational perspective. I mean, a lot of this is just about reducing operational overhead, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. No, totally 
100% agree. We also, as far as platform, it's not really a platform, but we do, I, I do want to call this out because I think it's really cool. We do support running EKS anywhere locally. So if a, you know, if a user is running on their Mac or on their Linux box oh, cool. or whatever, they can actually kind of install a really, really small cluster. You're not going to be running production workloads <laughs> or anything. But you can, get like, grad laptop. Yeah, you can get like a production like looking cluster on your local to do your own testing and, and maybe maybe you have automated testing or maybe you're just doing it for development to kind of validate your workloads before they go into your production environment. So we think that's pretty neat. That is cool. So so then Jackson, let's think about it from a, you know, I'm a, I'm a customer, I've got my production environment that I want to spin up, not on my laptop, but on, on my real infrastructure on premises. How do I do it? Like what's the setup process look like? Yeah. So we, when we start, started working on EKS Anywhere, we really set out to make sure that our installation process was as simple as possible. Uh, we wanted to keep it real easy. We wanted to keep the the prerequisites down to a minimum. So as a user, you can you know you can download EKS anywhere and pretty much get going out of the gate. So we have a really simple getting started guide on our doc site, which I definitely encourage people to check out. And the only real dependency we have, as far as like your your workstation goes, or the the, the Mac or the Linux box that you're running EKS anywhere from, is Docker. Right. After as long as you have Docker and you've installed EKS Anywhere, then EKS Anywhere kind of bundles everything else together that you need to actually create your your production ready cluster. Nice. And it, usually, like you know, we we've heard this from users like they're they're really excited about how you know you can get a cluster running pretty quickly. Like in our environments, it usually takes about ten to fifteen minutes to get a cluster up that has like Vipin was saying has all the tooling and everything built in so that you're ready to go with a production ready cluster. So it's a it's a usable usable cluster, not just a you know starting exactly. type cluster. Exactly. And what about ongoing maintenance? Because one thing I've noted with the the Kubernetes ecosystem is is there's a lot of development all the time, and the versions change very quickly, and so upgrading becomes a thing. What what does that look like in this environment? Yeah, so we we definitely we handle that via EKS anywhere. The you know the CLI that you download, we have like an upgrade command. To make it simple to do the upgrades, I think that that's kind of like what you're getting at. That's almost the easier side. The harder side is just you know staying up to date, right, with <laughs> with Kubernetes and everything that goes along with it. What's actually happening? In yeah, it, yeah, exactly, exactly. So like, I think that's you know, I think that's something we're also pretty excited about with with what we're able to offer with EKS Anywhere. And as Vipin said, kind of building on uh, EKS Distro, which we launched last year, which is kind of our opinionated you know Kubernetes distribution that powers EKS. That's what we're able to to kind of make sure that that's those are the versions that we support with EKS anywhere, right? So like we actually yeah, support yeah. more versions of Kubernetes than upstream, so that customers don't have to necessarily upgrade as quickly as upstream would like them to. Which I think is interesting because because often you know there's this tension of you know we've got to keep up to date, we want to be running the latest and greatest for various reasons, which is good, and I get that. But there's also you know quote unquote reasons often why people can't do that. And, and I think that flexibility is important. And, and you touched on something I think it'd be great guys to unpack, which is the, the Amazon EKS distro. So maybe can we, can we unpack what that is and how it relates to EKS anywhere? Yeah, I can take a shot. Uh, and Jackson, feel free to jump in. So Jackson briefly touched upon this, uh, you know, when he was talking about version compatibility with EKS on the cloud. So EKS Distro is a distribution of the same open source Kubernetes bits that we use to run Amazon EKS on the cloud. So EKS Distro includes binaries and containers of open source Kubernetes. 
It includes HCD, uh, networking and storage plugins, all of which have been tested for compatibility. And with EKS Distro, you get extended support for Kubernetes versions even after the community support expires. And that's because you know, AWS updates builds of uh, previous versions along with you know, applying uh, security patches, CVE fixes, all that is done for you. And as a customer, you know, you'll be able to securely access EKS Distro releases from GitHub. It's fully open source and available for free. You can also get it from ECR Public, which is our public container registry. And uh, to run Kubernetes on-premises, you would need a you know, trusted distribution that can be deployed anywhere. And that's where the uh, relationship or the connection between Amazon EKS Anywhere and EKS Distro comes in. So basically, Amazon EKS Anywhere uses EKS Distro under the hood for creating and managing your Kubernetes clusters. Jackson, anything you wanted to add on top of that? I think that's pretty good. I think the only thing I'll add is like in EKS Anywhere adds, like kind of Vipin was saying, adds additional you know, packages or, or additional functionality onto EKS Distro. And just to kind of call out a couple, we chose Cilium as our container networking interface uh, for EKS Anywhere. And then we also chose Flux to support GitOps workflows, which we're, we think is a pretty cool feature of EKS Anywhere. I definitely want to, want to talk about that. I think, I think what's interesting here too is that you, you sort of touched on at the start the fact that this is an opinionated distro. Really what we're saying here is that well, let me let me see if I can summarize it and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But EKS Distro is kind of like the embodiment of how we run Kubernetes as part of the EKS service. And it means that customers can get a, a tested, hardened, supported version that we know works because we use it versus just sort of build your own. That's exactly right. Yep. Cool. I got it right. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense that you've got some stability across the, the flow. So you know that EKS anywhere is deploying a good a good distro at any time when you're deploying it. It's not just sort of a random random thing that you're dragging down from somewhere. Yeah. And the beauty is, Simon, you know, it's it's all upstream open source. So we're not forking the Kubernetes version or the bits. It's still vanilla upstream Kubernetes, but we are adding some more goodies on top of it. Let's let's touch on goodies because I think uh, Jackson, you, you teased us a bit with GitOps. Um, what is GitOps and why is it part of EKS anyway? Yeah, no, GitOps like yeah, GitOps is kind of a newer strategy for managing your infrastructure using Git, basically, right? And so, like our old I, friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with EKS anywhere, we chose to include Flux to support a GitOps model. And the, the kind of out of the box, if you choose to install Flux, which you know we'd certainly recommend people using EKS Anywhere to install Flux, uh, it's it's really just a couple of basically GitHub configuration parameters to tell us what repo to put, you know, put the data, put the YAML files in, basically the deployment files and the configuration. And if they do, then out of the box, we we support you know lifecycle operations on the cluster itself so typically when people are using a GitOps workflow and they're using flux they're looking at like you know maybe they have like a standard set of applications or workloads that they want to run on multiple clusters or, or they just want to manage that set of add-on or applications or workloads via git that's typically what they're looking at what actually what we're doing out of the box with flux and we support that sorry we support that model too as well like if, as a as a user of of eks anywhere if you install flux you're welcome to you know, use it to manage your own user workloads and applications. But also we manage lifecycle operations of the cluster, right? So we actually check in when you create an EKS Anywhere cluster, there's a YAML file that you use to define what you want that cluster to look like. Like, for example, how many worker nodes 
do you want it to be? Right. And so that YAML file is now managed by Git. Uh-huh. And whenever, like as a user or as an ops manager, if you check in changes, maybe you want to increase the number of worker nodes. Now Flux is able to think that over to your cluster, which is able to manage itself. Right. So like let's say you started your cluster with five nodes and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm about to get a bunch of loads. So I want to bump it up to 10. You make the Git change, you push it up and then Flux syncs that to your cluster and your cluster scales up five additional nodes and adds them to your cluster. So it's kind of like using sort of a declarative definition. Exactly. But but having it as code so you can track changes. If something went wrong, you can roll it back. All, All that good stuff that we like source control for. Exactly. Yep. Very nice. And and Vipin, there's something else that's emerged recently that I think we, we need to connect into, which is EKS Connector. Um, what is it and how does it fit into this picture? Yeah, EKS Connector allows you to register and connect any upstream conformant Kubernetes cluster to AWS and visualize it in the Amazon EKS console. So we announced both EKS Connector and EKS Anywhere on the same day, uh, but they're slightly, they're two different announcements. And once connected, you can actually see all of your uh, Kubernetes cluster status, uh, you know, configuration and workloads in the Amazon EKS console. In its current shape and form, you can view the connected clusters and it primarily gives you visualization capabilities, but you cannot do cluster management. However, you know, we are continuing to listening, listen to what our customers are asking us for and you know, working on more capabilities with connector. And with EKS connector, you can connect on-premise Kubernetes clusters, you know, self-managed clusters running on Amazon EC2, as well as you know, managed clusters from other clouds. All of it, you know, you have a single pane of glass that you can visualize on the Amazon EKS console. That's very cool. Makes it makes it easier to have that sort of uh, single pane of glass view of the world of what's going on. Absolutely. And it sounds like it sounds like both things really benefit from from customer input and, and the community. I mean, you know, EKS anywhere and the EKS distro. Uh, are sort of things that we can we can talk about and contribute to and, and suggest changes to. Yeah, EKS Anywhere and EKS Distro are both fully open source. You know, we welcome customers to you know contribute as well as open issues if they have any questions or if they run into any issues with either product. And uh, you know, Jackson and his team are constantly monitoring the GitHub page, and you know, we are happy to engage with customers on on GitHub. Fantastic. And Vipin, the the one question I haven't asked so far: What does all this cost me? Yeah. How do I pay for this? <laughs> so uh, EKS Anywhere itself is available as open source software. We talked about it. Customers can freely download and install on their existing hardware and run in their own data centers. There's absolutely no cost to that. Uh, and there's no upfront commitments or fees for using Amazon EKS Anywhere. If customers want to get support for their EKS Anywhere clusters, they can purchase support from Amazon. It's available through the uh, AWS Marketplace. And the support model or the purchase model is on a per cluster basis. So regardless of the size of the cluster, customers can purchase support for the number of clusters for which they want support. And it is right now for a one-year agreement, it is $24,000 per cluster. And for three years, customers will pay $18,000 per cluster per year. Nice. So you've got the option of using it free, as in completely free. Um, But if you want support, you've got that backing as a paid service, which gives you that service level. Exactly, yep. Fantastic. Vipin, thanks so much for coming on and, uh, and telling us all about it. Thank you. Thanks for having us, uh, Simon. And uh, you know, if customers would like to get help with getting started with EKS Anywhere, feel free to reach out to us. One easy way is to go to anywhere.eks.amazonaws.com. That's where all of our documentation and the code resides. 
or feel free to open an issue on our GitHub page uh, to engage with us. Thank you again. Fantastic. We'll put links to that in the show notes. And Jackson, thanks so much for sharing us uh, some of the inside story of what goes on in the world of EKS Anywhere and the EKS Distro. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. No problem. We do love to get your feedback. Podcast at Amazon.com is the place to do it. And until next time, keep on building. Episode number 500 of the AWS Podcast is coming up. We have a very special episode planned for you with lots of special guests, but we'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to contribute some audio to share, maybe your perspective on the podcast, um, how you've used it, etc., we'd love to hear from you. If you visit adibus.amazon.com slash podcast slash dash podcast, you can see there's a button on that page and it says submit questions and feedback. This lets you upload your own audio to us. So we'd love to hear from you. Drop us a note and we'd love to include you in the episode.